The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't always play matchmaker with other podcasts, but for April Fools, we thought we would. This is Hysteria 51. Yes, that's right. And you're getting your fools in early. We're a few days early. We like to overshoot on this podcast. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we are under-promising and over-delivering, as opposed to what we normally do, which is over-promise and under-deliver. We like to say we're, we're blazing new trails. <laughs> This week on Hysteria 51. Overpromising and underdelivering is my life motto. Creed, if you will. I think he goes by Prime Directive. I think that's what he calls it. <laughs> that's his Prime Directive. Yeah, yeah. So, Nation, we are going to uh, sit in the back row with you today. And we're going to listen we to a podcast. We can make out if you guys want to. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to. Uh, no, you I don't, don't want, want to bite to. of your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> you know all the butter's on the bottom. <laughs> As you can see, it's never fun to go to a movie with Brent. It's not what my buddy Paul Rubin says. Why are the floors sticky? <laughs> milk duds, milk duds. Anyway... The Ladies of Strange, Brent. It's a great podcast. We are fans of these ladies. Three young ladies, Ashley, Tiffany, and Rebecca, uh, helm this uh, this dastardly crew of uh, of stories and uh, and and conspiracy theories. The paranormal. most diabolical podcast in the world. I just love how you said dastardly, and I had to come up with another word like diabolical because I just like, <laughs> like I I pictured you with a pencil thin mustache calling it dastardly. Sometimes yeah, sometimes inspiration strikes, and sometimes inspiration <laughs> takes me back to USA Cartoon Express. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember dastardly <laughs> Muttley? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah wasn't exactly. that on Cartoon Express? Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we're, we're a fan of this podcast kids and we wanted to bring it to you. So when we are done rambling here, we're going to play an episode for you from the ladies of strange, this specifically the description of the show. The ladies of strange is a comedy podcast where three best friends talk about everything from true crime, paranormal conspiracy, and anything else they find 
questionable, odd, or eerie. I'm out. I'm not interested in those types of topics. Yeah, I mean, Freudian topics? Sorry, you you. guys are probably not interested either. (laughs) Sit down with them every Thursday for a story presented by one of the hosts and learn that everyone has something they find strange and... Let them tell you why sometimes it isn't. Yeah, see, that's what I keep trying to tell my wife. I'm not strange. It's you, baby. It's you. You know, I, I Brent, when you wrote the description for our podcast initially, and and you know, you know, the every man approach to blah 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 blah. You never mentioned two best friends. That just goes without saying. And technically, these are three best friends, which doesn't exist. That means one of them isn't liked as much as the others. <laughs> one of them is an imposter. <laughs> Who do you think it is? Ashley, Tiffany, or the diabolical Rebecca? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ours is an unspoken bond, John. We don't, <laughs> we don't like to talk. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you misunderstood <laughs> me. I meant... Uh, you and Conspiracy Bot being best friends. Oh, well, that's just rude. Three best friends that anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. I don't want him to be even alive, let alone my friend. Alive might be a, a, a pushing term with him, but hey. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, he's since he's lacking sentience, uh, uh, according to international law, we don't have to categorize him as alive. Right. But I also don't like him... Playing clips that imply that, so I'm, glad I'm you with said you. International law instead of maritime law. I don't know why. I'm just glad you said that. I don't have a joke or anything. I'm just I'm happy that you said international instead of maritime. Well, I was I was recently at the Hague and uh, was just you know doing some research. Any place on, is good uh, when it starts with the, and that's in the the proper title. It's true. It's true. There are certain entities and places in this world that the names just beguile me. Uh, the Hague is one. Uh, Scotland Yard is another. Uh, like why? What is it? A yard? I don't. I mean, it's not. It's an organization. I don't get it. Anywho, yeah, it's Piccadilly I mean, Circus same- is the worst fucking circus I've ever been to. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you know that right now. I mean, this is the same group of people that call a field a pitch. Yeah. I, what do you want from me? I don't. <laughs> so speaking of pitching, I love uh, you these all. Girls are going to be pitching us some awesome stories. All three of them are coming, and they're telling us a story this week. Tiffany tells us about the urban legend of seven sisters. Ashley's going to tell us a story of Deer Island off the coast of Biloxi, Mississippi. And finally, Rebecca tells us the history of, wait for it, Robert the Doll. And it's perfect timing because we are actually putting out a Robert the Doll episode in a few weeks. So they're just doing our work for us. It's it's perfect. Yeah, they're giving you the appetizer for, uh, I, I say the appetizer for our main course, and yet, you know, their story will probably be a bit better than Right, I've been uh, researching Robert the Doll for uh, a while now, and I feel stupid. I should have just copied what they did. Now I feel cheated. I feel cheated because I've been <laughs> researching robert the bruce this whole time (laughs) i had uh, i had no idea i mean i'm looking at the king of the scots and you're looking at a doll well everyone has their their pastimes i didn't realize that robert the bruce only ruled for 23 years for some reason when you get a the in your name i just thought you were a longer term some of those people like they ruled for four like caligula like four years you know yeah you're right you you never know so Someone poisoning or stabs you in the back or throws a kink in your orgy, speaking of Caligula. So, hey. Caligula. <laughs> but importantly, though, don't forget. Disembowels you, <laughs> you know. This is an episode for the Ladies of Strange, and we hope you like it. Go to the show notes. We're going to have links to all their stuff in there. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Give them a thumbs up and a, and a good review. And tell them Hysteria 51 sent you. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school? 
or whenever you did it. Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill do we need to give you a lamp for your segment a lantern um i might be able please to don't that. set your paper on fire Shh, it's campfire it's fine it's campfire <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. We are the ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and Tiffany. What the fuck are you doing? I'm being spooky. Is that you being spooky? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome, guys, to our campfire edition. Campfire bonus episode. We are currently in the studio. It is like 9.13 at night, which doesn't sound super late, but it's like 13 minutes past Tiffany's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Yo. We have the lights out. We have candles illuminating. And Rebecca replaced the oomph battery, <laughs> which means you guys get... Let me place the oomph closer to Tiffany. Uh, let, me, let me move my back to sweets. We oh, yes. and we took... We have cider. We have cider. And we took shots of fireball. They did, yes. I don't like it. Have you ever seen an exorcism? That's roughly what Ashley looks like <laughs> while taking a shot of fireball. Do you think that most standard people <laughs> have seen 
seen an exorcism? I don't like saying normal because what are normal? I think they've seen the exorcist. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, that's pea soup and fishing line. Here's the deal. <laughs> that's pea soup. After and we're done line. here, we'll take another shot and I'll videotape it for all of our friends. Make me do a shot right before I leave. Yeah, that's fine. That's not responsible. No, that's fine. Um, maybe we'll take one at the end of the episode and y'all can get it in audio form. So who wants to kick off our spoopy campfire stories? Can I start so I can be thoroughly freaked out the rest of the evening? Yes. Okay. Otherwise, I'm worried you might not be able to see straight enough to see your notes. All right. Is everybody gathered around the fire? We have literally not moved. I'm putting my hands over the candle. It's labeled as L Streep on the mat. <gasps> Spooky. And located, located just a few miles south of Nebraska City. <gasps> Spooky. Screams and wailings come from the hills. Sounds so close. They seem to be behind you or just out of reach. You catch a glimpse of white gowns in the distance or lights fluttering. Some people have said they heard the sound of bells ringing in nearby cemeteries. Ding, 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 ding. Like the burial bells? Yeah. Ooh. Can last up to 30 minutes. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> this is what our campfire chatter does sound like. Okay, guys. Drivers report inexplicably stalling. Others say their headlights dim and brighten as soon as they pass through this area. Speedometers freeze. Windows roll up and down on their own. No cell service. <gasps> and the scariest of all. No cell service or Wi-Fi. Gasps. However, will we tweet our feelings? <laughs> There's even one story of a couple who was driving through the hills one night and their car broke down. The man examined the engine, found nothing wrong. Because that's the first thing you do when your car breaks down. Mm, yes, Pops, hmm. that is engine. Mm. <laughs> It did not go if boom. I look for exactly 13 more seconds, you'll think I actually know what I'm doing and I will appear more manly. I am man. Look at engine. It no go through. <laughs> As he's out here looking at the car. Out here. Out there. Uh, looking at the car. No, out here. We're out in the woods. Come I know, on. but we're not in Nebraska. I, you could be. Wow. Breaking the fourth wall match? Okay, I'm sorry. While he was out here. <gasps> oh, no. Looking at the engine. All of a sudden, <laughs> from the hills, <laughs> the hills are alive with, with the, the sound, sound of man <laughs> a dying crow. Screams come in from the hills. I didn't think she was mimicking a bat. I thought she was mimicking some sort of tortured being. <laughs> It's just Tiffany on a Tuesday. <laughs> a tortured being? Yeah. Oh, no. Once these sounds faded, their car magically started again. Oh, he fixed it. <laughs> and they swiftly drove away. Good man, Vroom. I am man, man the pan. And knowing the man, he would have, like, not heard it at all because he's so fucked. He's been like, oh, look, babe. I did it. Slam. And she's like, uh-huh. Can we go? Can we go now, please? <laughs> Remind me to tell you about my spooky incident when we're done here. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> hunters report strange beasts with glowing red eyes. Ah, that's just their excuse when they don't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> In November of 1968, the local cops received phone calls regularly. <laughs> Are you saying the police were doing their job? What? That was the 60s. It could have happened. <laughs> of uh, monsters in the hills. The monsters were roughly six feet tall and were said to resemble a bear 
with a wolf face. It's just my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's the in-laws. It's no, my family. My blood relatives that live in Nebraska. There's an article from 1968 depicting some of these incidents. And in it, a group of teenagers were partying in the area when they saw glowing red eyes in the distance. Couldn't have been brake lights. They ran to their car. Put it in gear. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a mind putting your car in gear to remember. But little little PSA for the people who do man check engine, engine note room. If your car goes, <laughs> when you put it in gear, you may want to have a man that check engine look at that. <laughs> they sped off into the distance. <gasps> Gasp. As they were running away. <laughs> Running or driving? <laughs> driving, but like... Was it like a Flintstones car? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the beast ran after them, grabbed the bumper, and stopped the cars in its tracks. So he's ate his Wheaties that morning, is what you're saying. <laughs> Madly he- men make car no room. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped the car so swiftly, the back window shattered. Is that how that works? It's centrifugal force? Did I say that right? Is that a it word? It sounded correct. Okay, cool. Yes, but that's not what that is. It's fine. <laughs> Three News Now investigation team out of Omaha last year on Halloween Eve went out there to investigate. Their microphones made strange noises. Noises. <laughs> and their batteries died suddenly. What could cause all of this phenomena on one stretch of road? L Road. L Street? L Street. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. L Street. That was so spooky, though, you said that. As with most urban legends, there are many different versions of this story. By the way, I forgot to mention the most important part. (laughs) This is an urban legend. (laughs) That in the road is known as Seven Sisters Road. Oh. Not L Street. Well, it's L Street, but it's known as Seven Sisters Road. I'm confused. Are we talking about ghosts or sisters? Or ghost sisters. Or cryptids. Wait, wait, hold on. Sisters? I thought you said manly man. Wolf face. Moth body or whatever. (laughs) It was bear body wolf face. Man bear pig. Come on. (laughs) Moth body. (laughs) That was the noise I made. It explains so much. Oh my God. So the most accepted story on this um when you talk to most people this is what you're going to hear however my coworker who told me about this said this was not the correct version her version was correct and i'll save that one for last no your version co-worker? always are yeah that's exactly how that works i don't even know what coworker you're talking about i just went in general someone tells you a story their version is always correct i know who it is tiffany you don't have to clap <laughs> <laughs> <It's> okay <clears throat> back to the campfire so spooky <clears throat> spooky in the early 1900s, Gasp, a, long time ago. a young man lived in the hills with his parents and seven sisters. After an argument with his family, he sought revenge. <gasps> he waited in the woods until his parents left for the evening. Then he returned home and scooped up his sisters. All seven of them? Uh-huh. How big was this guy? Giant. Man, bear, pig. Okay. Bear, wolf. The young man led them separately to seven trees upon seven hills. I thought he was carrying all of them. Uh, he scooped them up. Some some stories say he carried them out individually. I don't know if he had them with with, with straight no, with <laughs> stri-
Hello, and welcome to Boozed Podcast, where we get supernatural and shit-faced. I'm your host, Camille Monet, and I invite you to join me and my guest every other Thursday for Spirited Stories. We look at each other and we go, did that just happen? And then her hand, she saw the sucker, it fell over, and then it stood back up, and then the gate closed. Lush lore. And as it turns out, Maria, in a former life, was an evil witch. Oh. <laughs> and intoxicating inquiries. I mean, I know some hogs can be really freaking big. They can. They can be huge. And huge. They'll eat you. So, I mean, wait, I'm sorry, what? Pigs will eat you. Pour a drink, warm up the Ouija board, and prepare to get three ghost sheets to the wind. You can summon a new episode every other Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, get boozed. So we're back from the unplanned drink break before we were so rudely interrupted and potty break. So clarification, right before recording, I walked up to Matt, lovely Matt, he's my hero now, and said, hey, um, we're recording two episodes tonight. If you wait until the second one, when we turn off the lights and then wait 10 minutes and bang on the door because we're telling ghost stories, you'll scare Tiffany. <sighs> and he did. And it worked. <laughs> and it was beautiful. We got to share with all of y'all and Matthew, I know you listen. You're my hero right now. Thank you. Apparently, I levitated like three feet in the air. (laughs) (laughs) And peed yourself. I did pee myself a little. And then Ashley peed with laughter. So it's great. So good. Jesus. All right. Well, we have urinated. We've taken another shot since we just scared that one out of us. And um, so he restrained them. I believe is what you were trying to say. He restrained. I believe. With strained, I think, is where we left off. There were um, stories that said he took them separately, so I'd imagine he restrained the other sisters while he was doing this. But on their property, they had rolling hills, and atop at least seven of these was a tree on each one. Um, Just one? Well, probably multiple, but like smack dead center. He then took each sister to separate trees on the hills, brutally murdered them by hanging. Wow. That escalated quickly. The hills had youngish child. Don't you dare say de-escalated. I was going to say elevated quickly. Well, ever since, they say the hills have been haunted. Another version of this story gets a little more graphic. Okay, good. I like graphic. As long as Matthew's not outside. (laughs) (laughs) They say the brother was angry because after the Missouri River overflowed and flooded a good portion of the land, the government pressured him into allowing steamboats to pass through his property. His seven sisters wanted to allow the boats to come through. Clarification. Was there a river through his property? Yeah, it just kind of flooded and there was water. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to... I don't know what science that would be. I have be. questions because you said steamboats and That's lands. a large boat. What river did you say flooded? Missouri. Okay, that's a pretty big river. If that ran by their property and then flooded. Yeah, I guess. I just wanted clarification and to see Tiffany's face. Yeah, I got confused. It's fine. Uh, there was water. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need for a boat. Apparently, the fight between him and his sisters became so great that he snapped poisoned them all at dinner one night and then dragged their bodies one by one to the seven hills and strung them up for the town to see. This is what happens when you allow steamboats. 
Okay. One sister was seven months pregnant when oh, she was murdered. Yeah, that's not okay. And he cut his cut her stomach so the baby would fall out. Um, so that one got dark. So we're moving on real quick. Our coworker Rebecca and I have a coworker who told me about this, and she said all those other stories pff, hogwash. This is the real story. It starts with a farmer who lived on the Seven Hills, and he snapped. They think he suspected his wife of cheating, and it just, like, broke him mentally. When he was drunk, he was deranged, and he dragged his seven daughters out of the farmhouse up to the hills and tied them to trees by their necks. So that's where all of the haunting and terrible noises and car problems come from. That would do it. Yes. Now, do you want to know where these legends possibly came from? I want to know where Man Bear Pig came from. Don't have an answer for that. It was the brother who lost his shit. When he like murdered his sisters and ran into the woods and became a Man Bear Pig? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Precisely. Fair. Urban legend solved. What? Dun, da, da, da. No further investigation needed. Possible sources of this urban legend. That cemetery I mentioned with the ringing bells, the largest stone there is kind of shrunk into the grass and has been broken, but it's got the names John and Julia Warden on it. Julia died in 1880 and John in 1901. If you look back at records, you can see the Wardens had seven daughters and one son. <gasps> Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Numbers. Uh, Records. Unfortunately, there's no reported incidents around this time, and each warden daughter had a different date of death. One of them lived to be almost 90. So probably not. Jeremy Barry. <laughs> exactly. There were no reports of hangings ever occurring along this stretch of road either. So probably not the source. Another source might be in the late 1800s, angry mobs of masked vigilantes began taking justice into their own hands. They began lynching people. Five (laughs) men were hanged between 1866 and 1887. One of those who was hung lived not far from the property. It was Lee Schellenberger, and he sat in the courthouse jail awaiting trial for murder. He was accused of slicing his 11-year-old daughter's throat. The masked mob stormed the jail, overpowered the guard, carved through the floor above his cell, and pulled him out and tied a rope around his neck. His final words were, I'll haunt you son of a bitches if I can. Well, I mean, if you killed your daughter. Oh, you deserve that. for you. So I'm just going to assume that you did. And, uh... Eh, justice was served. Absolutely. So the idea of that happening and being somebody from that area over time, over 120 something years, I could see it morphing a little bit. And a lot of people assume that it kind of did to be the seven sisters. But having said that today, only four of the supposed seven original hills are really prominent because they chopped down the trees, which a lot of people believe is whenever the spiritual activity began and leveled out a lot of the land to create this road l street or the seven sisters road and that Ooh. is my urban legend <laughs> spooky what was that spooky, spooky. that's okay. what it, her ghost sounds that like, like don't you know gargling <laughs> who would like to go next on this spooky evening i will so i can get the fire away from my face small backstory for our listeners my mom and dad live in Biloxi, Mississippi. And you walk about four houses down from them and you go to a little dock pier area. From that dock pier area, you can see Deer Island. Oh. Oh, dear. Ha <laughs> <laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> 
two of it's nothing to fawn over <laughs> oh god i love you <laughs> you're getting death eyes from ashley already and what she's, the book <laughs> she's only two sentences in <laughs> no we need the fire it protects us goodbye <laughs> are you afraid of the dark no i'm afraid of you okay fair you should it's, be it's, it's lit it's lit <laughs> oh my god it's not lit it is not oh i waxed myself <laughs> <laughs> now she's putting flames to her pants Okay, spooky. Spooky. I might have misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so you thought the assignment was campfire stories? I just did kind of like a ghost story. Oh, okay, that's fine. Two of Mississippi's oldest. This is really hard to read with flickering candlelight. Would you like I would us not to have turn done well on the in the 1800s. Would you like us to turn on a light? No, no, no. We have to keep the ambiance. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm like an old lady. We've already had discussion about my poor eyesight. Go to Instagram to see me leaning against the map to read it. Two of Mississippi's oldest ghost stories involve Deer Island and the surrounding waters. Mm. Deer Island is a narrow four mile long strip of land that sits off the Biloxi coast as a fragment of the mainland. Oh, the closest island to the Mississippi coast. Deer Island is easily visible from the beaches and attractions of historic Biloxi. It is a rookery for the great blue heron and is maintained in its natural state as a Mississippi coastal preserve. What is it? A rookery. What is it? Place for birds to get it on and lay their eggs. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> Nine different rare and or endangered species, mostly birds, live on this island. Humans have visited or lived on the island for thousands of years. Ancient American Indians came there to hunt, gather, and fish long before the birth of Christ. The French arrived in 1717, and by 1905, even an amusement park operated there. Hurricane Camille changed all of that, destroying man-made structures and forcing the last inhabitants to relocate to the mainland. The wisdom of the move was demonstrated by Hurricane Katrina in 2005 when the water swept over the land. An artificial reef built since has now helped protect Deer Island from erosion. Are there any deer on Deer Island? No. What the? <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Okay. I can't say that there never were, but they, not They currently. weren't swimmers. Once the water started to rise, they said, no, please allow me on that boat. It didn't behoove them to stay there. <laughs> Neither the storms nor the retreat of human beings from the island, however, have eliminated two ghost stories that rank amongst the oldest in the South. Both were first documented in an article published by A.G. Raguson in 1922. The story of the ghost of Deer Island was nearly 100 years old. He quoted Captain Eugene Tibbler Sr., who had resided in Biloxi for all of his 78 years. There were two fishermen who landed on the island at night. It was in the days before the railroad through the south, and there was very little to Biloxi then. The fishermen made a campfire on the sand and were making coffee and getting other, quote, eats ready <laughs> when suddenly the palmetto bushes began to create much noise despite the stillness of the night <gasps> there were bugs in there yes ghost bugs <laughs> ghost bugs <laughs> thinking it was wild hogs that's worse the fishermen paid no attention to the bushes what <laughs> Later, they glared around and beheld a skeleton standing erect, but <laughs> with no skull. <gasps> She's erect. Oh I should have said, but with no head. <laughs> <laughs> which is scarier. <laughs> Depends on which partner you're asking. <laughs> 
We're children. <laughs> the fisherman, completely surprised, managed to move back some, but the headless ghost or skeleton skeleton began to follow. Could you the imagine men- the fun sound? Just like <laughs> the men stampeded to their boat. They reached their boat, shoved it off the island, and made off to sea, leaving all of their equipment on the island. Did the skeleton follow them to the water's edge? Ghost can't swim. To the water's edge, I said. I doesn't say how I just far. picture him looking them looking back and seeing this ghost like, gosh darn it. Like <laughs> oh, throwing man. his arms up. I was just hoping you could help me find my head. Where is it? <laughs> The next morning, they returned to the island and secured their cooking utensils. It was also said that money was found near the spot. Did they leave it or did they just find it? They just found it. Magic money. He's a fortune telling, fortune providing skeleton. Or he was a Pokemon and he used payday. Finders, keepers, losers, I don't understand that reference. A few people will. Okay. A very few. Ah, Yay, Pokemon. The story of the headless ghost originates from an old pirate story. According to the legend, a pirate captain once steered his ship into Biloxi Bay to bury a large treasure. He and his men buried their gold on Deer Island. After the treasure was hidden, the chief exclaimed, Yar, who wants to guard this treasure? (laughs) Wow, 10 of a 10. You should totally go into voice acting. Thank you. I will. I'll look into that. An inexperienced pirate, not realizing the grave mistake, said, Yar, me guard the treasure. <laughs> I can't. Just as the last words died away, one of the chief's lieutenants swung his cutlass and cut the man's head off. That's not an effective guard. <laughs> Throwing his headless body into the palmettos, the pirate gang left the island for the ship. Thus did the headless skeleton appear in later years to protect the buried treasure whenever it seemed in danger. So what I'm gathering is the two fishermen were really close to the treasure. And mm-hmm. when they went back and found the money, they should have kept digging. They should have done exactly what they did and got out of there. Mm, should they have? You you scared when your husband knocked on the door. Valid. She I, wouldn't have gone back. I wouldn't have gone back. No, I would have been like, it's fine. There's a Walmart down the street. No, she would have been like a cartoon <laughs> character on the water. Just like. <laughs> it's really not that far. It's only like a quarter mile from the mainland. And back then it was probably even closer. Are you kidding? She get knee deep and start complaining. That's true. A fish. <laughs> a fish touched my foot. That's me. I don't do fish on my feet. The apparition of the headless ghost was verified to Ragason by another Biloxi fish. Fisherman, who said that he had seen it while exploring the island with two other men. What did they say, the two other men? Did they not see it? I don't have a first account. Okay. From the two other men. Just, okay. It's kind of like the time that uh, me, my brother, and sister were in the newspaper for playing in a broken water main. <laughs> and they interviewed my brother, and it said, Chris, enter last name here, and others. <laughs> it's like, you son of a I'm the other. (laughs) But my picture was in the newspaper and my mom cut it out and hung it on the fridge. I'm very proud of you. Because we were classy people living in the middle of Atlanta. That's fine. (laughs) Their experience was similar to that of the men described by Captain Tiblier. A great rattling of the palmetto bushes preceded its appearance and it was so terrifying that all three of the explorers rode for the mainland as fast as possible that sounds terrifying 
Yes, terrifying. Ah. The ghost of Deer Island is said to be responsible for mysterious lights and strange sounds observed on the island to this day. Oh, have you ever seen any? No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The other old Biloxi legend tells of the fire water ghost, a supernatural blue light seen moving over the waters of Biloxi Bay long before the invention of electric light. (gasps) So like Foxfire. What is Foxfire? Don't be big brained. (laughs) It's a a legend. It's like the same thing, except people will see like a blue light floating through the woods. (laughs) Spooky. According to the legend, the mysterious light often moves across the bay between Biloxi and Ocean Springs. (gasps) Not Ocean Springs. The same Captain Tiblier who told the story of the ghost of Deer Island said that he and his brother, or as my note says, he and his brother, (laughs) Louis, (laughs) saw the firewater ghost in, in around 18. Sounds like Captain Tiblier was doing some fantastic psychedelics. Well, he was a pirate on a boat. Or not a pirate, but a captain on a boat for long periods of time. That alone could be a good psychedelic in the 18-1900. They were rowing a skiff in Back Bay around 2 in the morning when the light suddenly appeared. Tiblier described it as being blue in color and traveling about one foot above the water. He and his brother stopped rowing and watched it cross the bay and then disappear near Ocean Spring. That would probably make me pee. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. As you said it, I was like, that's lame. But the more I thought about it, no, 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 no. Just being on a little tiny boat in the middle of the ocean at 2 no, a.m. No, no, would no, no, probably no, no. make me pee, but that's fine. No, I don't like Local that. legend holds that the firewater ghost is a spectral sentry who patrols the bay with a lantern in his hand. Oh, that's adorable. What? And that's all I got. <laughs> Just so you know, we're going to Mississippi for my birthday next year, and they will be doing charters to Deer Island. Oh, that kind of makes me nervous. So bring the oomph. So bring the oomph. Uh, we may go camping. May I? Say what? Camping in Louisiana? In Mississippi. Mississippi. In the summer? Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. It's going to be great. We'll, we'll pitch a tent for pictures. <laughs> what were you saying? I forgot to mention my spookiness. And while you were talking, it reminded me of something else about my story. So we're going to like brief intermission while Tiffany pops back in. So uh, pour a drink and let's enjoy intermission before Rebecca apparently gets to the real spooky story of the night. Hell yeah. Okay. So the thing I forgot to mention was uh, there was an article I found that will be referenced where a psychic went out there and said that she saw seven bodies hanging from trees. Nobody else saw it, but she saw it. How convenient. And then a little boy grabbed her hand and started tugging on her and she could see the imprints in her arm. And he drug her to the cemetery where he took her to his gravestone and introduced himself. And I thought this was great because his name was Matthew and I have a Matthew. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Matthew's great. He bangs on doors. <laughs> We're fully aware of Matthew at the moment. Yeah, but um, she said that one of the owners of the property there was telling her about the time he went hunting and saw the red-eyed monster, and she said she could feel a breath on her back, and she knew that it was evil, so she refused to look at that because she knew it was a demon and just turned and walked away and never came back. 
The evil Ooh. breath of Monster Man. Yeah. Some people call that whiskey. <laughs> Some people call me the space cowboy. <laughs> what? Some people call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> wow. We are not doing shots during intermission anymore. <laughs> But this has nothing to do with the shots. I'm just happy, okay? That's the shots. My little antidote. Anecdote. Anecdote. I wish I had an antidote. <laughs> um, there is a street not too far from where I grew up that an old roommate of mine went down with me, a roommate who set the house on fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. He and I drove down that one because he had never heard of it. And I was like, ooh, it's super spooky. I went here in high school. And we came up to the turn off the main road to get there. And he goes, hell no, I have bad feelings. So we just kept driving. But in high school, I had friends. End of story. Yeah. <laughs> Spooky. F yourself. Who convinced me to go down there. Now, I had this card that was wonderful and amazing and phenomenal because my parents gave it to me, but it had some issues. And they took me down this road. It was the two girls and their boyfriends and me. And we drove down this road. And as we're driving along, the road gets narrower and narrower and there becomes less and less gravel and more and more rocks and less and less rocks and more and more dirt. That is what narrowing means. Yes. Fuck yourself. And we see this house that has baby dolls hanging from trees, which at 2 a.m. is terrifying and boarded up windows and everything. And I just got this feeling of fuck. So I throw the car in reverse and I can't see behind me. It's all trees in a dirt road. Did you hit a tree? No. Somehow, by the grace of the Backstreet Boys, I was able to maneuver through there. I floored it and was just driving backwards. And then all of a sudden, my car goes and dies. I lose my ish. The two boyfriends in the back seat lose their ish. My two friends get out, check my car, like tell me to pop the hood, and I'm sitting in the front seat going, oh, no. So I pop the hood, they're checking under there, and I'm like, oh my god, my car is dead. I'm on this haunted road. I'm gonna die. And then all of a sudden, it starts back up. And they get back in the car, and I was like, what did you do? They're like, well, you don't know. So I floored that bitch out of there and never went back until our roommate convinced me it was a good idea. And even he couldn't make down that road because it was too spooky. We need to go to this road. Hell no, we don't. Bitch, that's how you die. <laughs> I'm very upset that I didn't know about this road, and I feel like you liked our roommate more than you liked me at this point in our lives. Jeez, Tiffany. How did you do that? Mm, it was a terrible moment in my life. Okay, so you can anyway. fix it. You can take us to the road. Yeah. How about I give you directions? Nope, you're you coming. You tell me how it went. Okay, thanks. One of us Bye. will drive. No, because then I have no control of getting out of there. Okay, you can because drive. Because you're the best driver out of all three of us. Totally. I was able to maneuver backwards out of that dirt road. By maneuver, she floored it and crossed her fingers and hoped. Yeah. I was like, AJ McLean, save me. <laughs> Okay, are you guys ready for a ghost story that yes. doesn't involve Tiffany? <laughs> yes, please. I'm sure she'll find a way. In the early 1900s. <gasps> That's when mine took place. I didn't say anything yet. That's when a lot of hauntings take place. Yeah. People got too lazy and stopped haunting after like the early 2000s. Eugene Robert Otto was given a one-in-a-kind handmade doll. Thank <gasps> God it wasn't a rich. Is this Robert? Some say Oh my God, no! <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
Tiffany, what are we talking about today? <laughs> Death. I have a baby wipe. <laughs> I'm so nervous. <laughs> Why? I just got real sweaty. <laughs> you have, I know you're sweaty, but you have your comfort blanket next to you. I'm sweaty. <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, let's do this. Here, cheers. Oh, Jesus. We need another shot. Okay, pour one. <laughs> um, so Eugene was given a doll, some say by a servant that worked for his parents. Eugene was known by Gene, by his friends and family, named this doll, and they quickly became inseparable friends. Because we're the two best friends that anyone could have. Yep. The family lived in Key West and were a prominent family in the community. The doll itself was said to be manufactured by the Steiff Company from Germany, purchased by Jean's grandfather during a trip in 1904 to Germany. Eventually, the doll would be dressed in a sailor suit that Jean wore as a child. No, it's creepy AF. Are you guys holding hands? Yeah. And her hands are real sweaty. (laughs) So the house that Eugene, or sorry, Gene grew up is now called the Artist House. It is located at 534 Eaton Street, Key West, and was built between 1890 and 1898. It was there that Gene was given the doll and where the friendship started that would last a lifetime forever. I feel like my Barbie we had named Angel could have been one of these. (laughs) And that poor girl that has them now was like, what is wrong with you? Why do they keep singing Backstreet Boys? (laughs) Your hands are sweaty. I can't. I love you, but that's gross. So while the doll seemed uh, relatively ordinary, it wasn't long before strange things just started happening. The first hint that something kind of weird was kind of wrong was one night when Jean, who was only 10 years old at the time, awoke and found Robert the doll sitting at his bed and staring at him. Because he's creepy AF. Nothing against you, Robert. Gee, I wonder why your child is terrified if her dolls are looking at her in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, Jean's mother was awoken moments later to the sounds of furniture being thrown in her son's bedroom. No! Jean cried for help. No! uh, Begging for his mother to rescue him. Save me, mommy! (laughs) So when his mother was finally able to get to his door and open it, she saw poor Jean curled up in fear on his bed, his room in shambles, and Robert the doll still sitting at the foot of his bed. Play with me. No! Uh-huh. When asked what happened, Jean said, Robert did it. Robert can have a nice day. <laughs> I was like, do you want to remember what you know of him? Yeah. This is something that Jean would say throughout his childhood. Robert did it? Robert did it. Only child syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> so this wasn't the only inexplicable thing that happened during Robert's or Gene's childhood. Often his parents would hear Gene talking to himself in two different voices. Ew. That's pretty standard. You didn't give voices here. I did, but not Robert the doll. You didn't have if Robert the doll. If you did, you probably would have. Guess what? Hmm. Robert's facial expressions changed. Ew. Oh. He's just getting happier Uh and there's reported sightings of him running up and down the stairs while giggling i don't i don't care for the giggling so much so robert pretty much stayed with gene throughout his entire life and when gene's parents died and gene moved back into his home with his wife Anne, gene decided that robert needed his own room and picked a room with a window that overlooked the street how nice is that not why would a full-grown man give a doll his own room because robert 
<laughs> so go figure, uh, Jean's wife, Anne, felt very uneasy in the house with Robert, but she couldn't put her finger on exactly why. She wanted Jean to lock the doll up. Not my Robert. Jean eventually conceded because, you know, happy wife, happy life, whatever. But Robert the doll was not happy. Mm-mm. Soon, visitors who would come, you know, and see Jean and his wife would hear footsteps in the attic. No. The sounds of someone pacing back and forth and what someone described as devilish giggling. No! Well, I get- Is that what devilish giggling sounds like to you, Tiff? No! no. So that- <laughs> <laughs> Please pause as my eardrums stop ringing. So children in the neighborhood will report seeing Robert in the window. Of the attic? Of his room. Oh. And some would even say that Robert would mock them as they went to school. Me, 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 me. You have to go to school and I don't. So when Gene went to investigate this, knowing he had put Robert in the attic, there's no way he'd be sitting upstairs in the bedroom. He found Robert in the bedroom, Mm-mm. sitting in a rocking chair by Mm-mm. the window. <laughs> so Jean took Robert and put him back up in the attic several times. This reminds me, you need to get that rocking chair from me so that we don't have a rocking chair in our house that can be possessed <laughs> by a doll. It's not a rocking chair, it's a glider, and I'll bring my doll over next time. I, uh-uh, so Jean unfortunately died in 1974, followed by his wife in 1976. There were some contradicting rumors that surfaced, such as Jean's wife died from insanity, but those weren't really proven. Um, while others report that Jean died with Robert by his side. Oh, best friends right? till the end. So sweet. So a new owner moved into the house on Eaton Street. This owner had a 10-year-old daughter who was delighted when she found a doll just for her in the attic. Because that's how that works. Yeah, right? Dude, before you buy a house, check the attic. And if there's anything left, say this shit has to go before I move in or it's not happening. So the daughter's enthusiasm only lasted a short time because after a while, she claimed that Robert wanted to hurt her. She often awoke in the middle of the night screaming. Uh Uh-uh. No. And told her parents that Robert just walked about the room. No! This entire episode, Tiffany says no. (laughs) But, I mean... If he's just walking. No! I mean, come on. He's not doing anything. Look, if I look at my child's monitor and see a doll walking around, I am sending Matthew up there. You're going to do what? To go get her. run and get ready in the car to leave. And we are burning her room. If it happens to take the rest of the house, that's a collateral damage. Tiffany's grabbing the cats, putting them in a carrier, and sending Matt to go. Yes, <laughs> oh I am. God. What is your daughter doing all during all of this? Uh, hopefully sleeping sound and not seeing what's going on until Matthew gets her. And he's like, we're going on a field trip. Yay! You good? No. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like this. Today, like I said before, the artist house serves as a bed and be- breakfast. And people you can... You didn't say that. Well, it, it, I called it the artist house. But now it's a bed and breakfast, and you can stay in the turret room where Robert lived. <gasps> no. Uh-huh. No, Ashley. Get that look off your face. We all know that whoever is with Robert is still with Robert, so that room is safe. Where is Robert? He was donated to the East Martello Museum in Key West, where he eventually became a popular tourist attraction and is rotated between different museums. But don't piss off Robert. 
No. There are instances of like people not asking him for a picture and taking a picture and then falling into really bad luck afterwards. Uh huh. So please ask him for permission just for anything in general. Currently, Robert, the doll sits inside a glass case, but it doesn't stop him from like scaring the staff and visitors of the museum because it is said not only will he, you know, mess with you if you don't ask him first before taking a picture, but he'll smirk at you. No. And he has been reported to move about his case or start watching you. No, I don't like that. So that's basically where the story ends because Rebecca kind of threw it together. Okay, well, here's another thing you should know about that. There have been many instances of people discussing him Uh and then having side effects as a nice way to say it. Bad luck. I I was respectful. I'm incredibly respectful of his story. Absolutely. That's why I never said an ill word about him. (laughs) Um, But I think it's fair to let our listeners know not to say ill words about that's that wonderful sir. I think you got Tiff. No, sorry. (laughs) The oomph didn't even do anything. Uh -uh. Uh, It moved a couple times, but not past green. See, like that. That's my phone. It's because I was moving my phone on the. Yeah, that's what it does. Okay. It's probably because I was checking my phone and trying to pull up and see where Robert the doll was located so that we can go pay our respects. Key West. (laughs) So we can go, right? (laughs) No. We can go to Ernest Hemingway's house. Yeah. I'm good for that. We can go have drinks on the beach. Yes. And then see Robert the doll and pay her respects. I will gladly send you guys with my respects while I eat a buffet. I hate buffets. Never mind. Buffet. (laughs) While I eat a lovely lunch and you guys can join me afterwards. Let's say you're going to lunch without us. No, you can join me after. Rude. I will be drowning myself in alcohol Why? while you guys do that. You can't do that by yourself. Who's watching you? Exactly. You guys will be when you come back after paying your respects and mine to that kind sir. Okay, let's be real here. So the story of him, he was creepy to those people um, because they weren't expecting it. But he never really did anything wrong. I mean, yes, the thought of a doll moving on their own could be a little creepy, might make people uncomfortable, especially since generally children are drawn to dolls. But other than just like moving and being like, what's up? I'm here. I'm going to wreck your room. Okay. Yeah, I've wrecked my room before. Have you never been upset? He made a child scream. Yeah. Like I said, I get the child We've might all be a made little- children scream. I haven't. True that, yo. I love children. Yeah, I love children too. You looked at your daughter funny and she started screaming. That's because she's two. I just, something about that particular entity. I think it's because it's one of the few stories where like we're told if we talk about it or are disrespectful when telling the story that something will happen to you or you'll experience exactly side effects. I mean, I think that's to be said about any paranormal thing, though, because if they have the power to go beyond their being and their realm, if you talk negatively about them, they're going to react more than likely. I guess if I were were a paranormal entity and I heard somebody talking about about me, I know full well I would make them regret that. That's what I'm saying. I think as a paranormal entity, if you had the ability to make someone reap what they sow, as it were, you Mm -hmm. would. So just, you know, just like in life, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Maybe he was like, listen, somebody left a needle in my butt. (laughs) Okay. And when they were sewing Robert the doll, maybe he has a needle in his butt. Like they left a pin or something? Yeah. He's porcelain. He's made of cloth. I thought he was porcelain. No. No. 
Have you not seen pictures? Uh, so, okay, let me let me just preface this with when I heard about this, they said looking up pictures of it could bring on stuff. So I refused. And I've seen a couple pictures in passing that I didn't mean to see. And I thought he was porcelain. Is the other doll that starts with an A, is she porcelain? No, she's cloth. Okay. No, he's cloth. He's like thick, almost he appears. I haven't seen like him. Like a burlappy? Kind of. Like a well-made doll. Yeah. I mean, he is very well made. Yeah. I think he's very handsome. Well, aren't you special? But that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe he just needs help with something. And everybody's always been scared of him. If I had a pin in my butt, I would probably be upset too. Oh, you 100% would be. So maybe Robert the doll just has something stuck in him somewhere. And if somebody goes and helps him, he'll be like, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. And go to sleep. I like your plan. So just be nice to him. Always be nice to him because he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And he's so cute. I'll show pictures of my doll. There you go. I don't She's like that either. Too. No, let's just leave dolls out of this, please. I can't say that I will, but Jesus. I'll try. Okay. No! <laughs> don't blow out candles. Rebecca! No! God, I hate you both so much. No! <gasps> okay. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> everyone has something they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics, you'd like us to discuss you could share them with us on any of our social media links can be found on our website theladiesofstrange.com or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com don't forget to subscribe rate and review and if you'd like to save me from this shit show our patreon is <laughs> patreon.com slash theladiesofstrange keep it strange and respectful what's that behind you fuck off <laughs> <laughs>